1: So more than 35,000 showed up for the Patriots' send-off to Super Bowl 53, and Tom Brady had a mic drop. What did he say? Could this be his last NFL game on Sunday? It's Super Bowl Monday night. We're going to take you behind the scenes of what used to be Media Day. And speaking of Super Bowls, the Bucks. well, they celebrated their 16th anniversary of winning Super Bowl 37. The Lightning players showed off at the All-Star game. What was it Nikita Kucherov said he learned from last year's playoff run? We've got all that and more and some Pro Bowl shenanigans on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, you know, it's a new year, and if you have a new business, or maybe you've had one for years, and you'd like to sponsor one of our podcasts at Sports Day Tampa Bay, we'd love to have you be part of our team. So our sponsors are showing great results from advertising with us, and this podcast is growing each and every day. If you'd like more information about a sponsorship, contact us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can contact me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or email myself at rstroud at tampa We'd love to have you. All right, Steve. So it's Patriots Rams Super Bowl 53 about to get underway here uh tonight. But first, uh, let's revisit what happened a little bit over the weekend, uh, real quickly, especially with respect to the Pro
0: Bowl. Did you did you happen to see this debacle? Well, first of all, what horrible weather conditions.
1: Oh my God. I was out and about and I had to go to a uh to a kid's birthday party, and uh, could not have been a worse day to, to travel around. There are a few days in Florida that look like to, that look like Sunday. Very few. Yeah, it was all it day is, long, where it nonstop, is cold and rainy and windy, and does not let up. In other words, not a drizzle, but a steady downpour. Um, the roads were, were slick and dangerous, and if uh, had had it been colder, had it been just even close to 32. That that would have been blizzard-like weather. I mean, that's the kind of storm that brings a lot of snow to most places. But, of course, here it wasn't cold enough. But, man, it was miserable.
0: Yeah, awful day. My son's soccer game was canceled and just sure. spent the whole day inside, which means boys with lots of energy that have no place to get it out. <laughs> yeah. That's always, always fun.
1: Bouncing off the walls. Daddy, can we play another game? That's when you wish they did videos or, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was nasty. It was nasty in Orlando too. I mean, it was a whole central Florida. Most of the state actually was like that. And so maybe for that reason, these guys weren't in a very serious mood. Look, I've covered these Pro Bowls for years going all the way back to, I don't know, um, back when the Bucks got good sometime in 97, you know, in, in that era. And of course, after the Super Bowl that they won 16 years ago. And there was a time, Steve, where the Pro Bowl was an actual football game. People don't believe this probably when you look at the, The joke that it is today, and let's face it, of all the All-Star games, right, this is the one that you really have trouble replicating that looks anything like the sport. I mean, the the one that's the most like the sport is is the All-Star, the baseball All-Star game, simply because baseball is, you know, even though it's a team sport, it's one-on-one. It's the pitcher against the hitter. Then the fielder makes plays. Well, and there's so no on contact.
0: So there's no contact in baseball unless you're Pete Rose no. tackling Ray Fossey at the plate.
1: Sure, which has happened in an all star game and they try to avoid that. But yeah, you're exactly right. But it still resembles baseball. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's every I mean, I think these pitchers, if they throw in for one inning, they're out there, they're throwing hundred miles an hour. You know what I mean? They empty the tank. You know, guys are trying to get hits. Um they're not they're not batting right handed when they're really left handed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's an actual it's an
0: actual. Unless you're John game. Kruk against Randy Johnson.
1: Well, but then he was just <laughs> scared to death. I mean, that was yeah. <laughs> he was just he was just giving up. But um, but but football used to look like that. I mean, it's still it wasn't you know it wasn't quite as impactful. But I mean, they did they did actually tackle. Um, they had rules, you know, you can't blitz and and so on, and so you had to play man coverage and all this sort of thing. Um, and then and then everybody would cheat in the last few minutes to try to get that big check right because it used to be. You know, if you won the Pro Bowl, you'd get sixty thousand. If you lost, you get about thirty-five. Well, that extra thirty thousand or so paid for your whole family to come to Hawaii, which is usually what they do. Um, so, you know, now it's in Orlando, and um, I don't know. Maybe it's the spirit of, 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 of Walt Disney World or something. I don't know. But all of a sudden, this is turning into a joke. Well, but I mean, part of I'm,
0: it part of it is in in all sports too, is because the players are so highly compensated now. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the checks for winning no, the games don't matter. There's no incentive. No. I mean, you know, back in the day, that no. that, that that difference of that twenty five thousand that was big money compared well, to their, compared mean, to their salary and paychecks.
1: There were still guys that made millions of dollars. I sure. mean, you know, Warren Sapp sure. was playing in those games when I was covering them. I mean, it wasn't like he, you know, when I when I say the difference, it was only the last two minutes that they gave a damn. You know, it was like, okay, well, I can walk out of here with thirty, or I can walk out of sixty, but right. Yeah, the the money is not the money is never the incentive. I mean, these guys go now because it's an honor. Um it's good to be around the other dudes. You bring your families and let's face it. I mean, when they used to play the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl, you would have guys that were in the Super Bowl come to the Pro Bowl. Now, since they're all exempt, you know, you got 130 people that, you know, have access to this game one way or the other. Um so, you know, it 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 it's still it's still an honor when you get over there. I was over in Orlando last week and and you know, guys um, enjoy being around each other, but they're they're you know the practices are not in not in, does not resemble football. They're in caps. They do walk throughs, and I mean walk through is is a good description. Um, and they just do the most basic of things. But then I didn't expect the game to look this way. It's gotten worse every year. And a few years ago, they almost canceled it as a result. Um, I'm wondering what the reaction will be to this because on you know on Sunday it turned into sort of hey I think I'll go play offense or hey. If I'm an offensive player, I think I'll go play defense. And in fact, I believe Mike Evans might have had an interception in his Pro Bowl career before he's had a reception.
0: Well, the Bucs are looking State. for cornerbacks. I mean, could Bruce Arians well, play in both ways?
1: Maybe. I mean, he had he has he had more than Brent Grimes. Let's put it that way this year. You know, and I know Brent didn't want to cover people because you know man to man because he was only making six six million. Well, Mike gets paid 10.
0: enough to cover the number one receiver, so
1: <laughs> he does. And he's six five, and he did a good job. He took it seriously. Like afterwards, they're like, "Hey, yo, man, you can, you got a future as well. I'm six five. I know every route. You know, like I, I can get my hands on people. Blah blah blah." So yeah, if, if the whole receiver thing doesn't work out, <clears throat> and it's done pretty well so far, he can move the defensive back. But this was just sort of it was just sort of weird, man. It got it got kind of kind of sloppy. I mean, you had you know Saquon Barkley getting pitches back from Mike Evans after the interception and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I don't know, I dig- but I digress. Yeah, well, Let's could, could Deshaun
0: it. Jackson switch to defensive back? I mean, the Bucks have him under contract. It's not guaranteed. Perhaps. But, and it's perhaps. enough to cover number one. I mean, that's what, 10, 11 mil?
1: Yeah. I mean, he can run. We know he can run. He might get pushed off the line of scrimmage a little bit, but we know he can fly. So I don't think closing speed would be an issue. We know he can catch the ball. So he's got two things going for him right there. Um, be one of the smaller defensive backs in the league for sure. Anyway, um, so Super Bowl fifty three in Atlanta, and did you happen to see any of this send off that the Patriots had? First of all, it dwarfed what the Rams had. I don't think, I don't think L A fan is quite just you know into it all that much yet.
0: Yeah, you know no, I mean? no, still, their, their fan base isn't there yet.
1: No, it's still too L A. You know, it's too you're too cool to go to a to a send off in L A. Right? You got other things.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll be I'll there think. for the parade, but not the send. Sure,
1: for sure, for sure. But um, but of course, you know the childs and everybody in, in New England um you they haven't gotten enough this is what this what like uh they're I don't know ninth Super Bowl ninth in 18, 18 years, years or yeah. something like that yeah, but they're afraid I mean, it could like, be their
0: last I mean you know Brady hangs well, it, it always up. yeah it
1: always could be your last but um and more on what Brady said about that but but look I'm a guy that I, I don't really have a rooting interest for these teams I I tend to under I understand why why America is tired of the Patriots and Tom Brady and Belichick I happen to think that we're witnessing something that, when it's over, we'll never see again. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is rare. You know, this is more rare than Haley's common. I mean, you're just not going to see it. So, you know, it's I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't always understand. Although you're from another region of the country, or if your team's in the AFC East, maybe you're really, really sick of them. But like, you know, how do you not, how do you not appreciate greatness? And that's kind of where I come from. However, I'm a little tired of Brady. Brady, to me, is starting to wear on me because, you know, act like a champion. <laughs> I mean, you, you've you won five. You're just being greedy now. But now he has these mic drop send-offs. You know, he started this whole thing before the championship game about everybody, or after the championship game, everybody thinks we suck, and nobody thinks they suck. Um, and then, um, you know, and then on Sunday, he's the last one to speak, of course, and he does the mic drop with, uh, um, you know, something about he, t- he asked the fans he wanted them to chant. We're still here. We're still here. To which America answered, Go
0: away. (laughs) Go away. Look, look, if you're the heel and he's the heel, then might as well play it up, which is exactly what he's doing. Oh, I know.
1: I know he is. He's trying. I mean, you know, and, and you know what? And let me just say this like a lot of people were talking about how, oh, I want Kansas City and I want, you know, um, the Rams, because that would be something different. That would be cool. Tell me who the bad guy is in that scenario. Tell me who the villain is in that game. You have two teams that you like, right? Andy Reid, you know, hadn't won one. Oh, good, you know, up and coming, Sean, you know, Sean McVay. Um, happy story about the Rams. You know, there, there's no end. There's no. There's no villain. This Super Bowl is way more interesting to me because you've got, you got the, you know, the evil empire. You got the Patriots. And so everybody you know that doesn't like the Patriots is going to be pulling for the Rams. That makes it interesting. Am I right about that or wrong? Absolutely
0: right. You want you want conflict. You want a heel. That's I mean absolutely. WWE is scripted. You know sports entertainment, Mm -hmm. and they don't hide it. But there's always a heel. There's always someone that you that you yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. I should have I should have led that. Spoiler alert. Take
1: take that back. You can't be serious. That's not real. I see real blood. I see real pain.
0: That's what I used to tell my father when I was a kid when we'd watch it. <laughs> He'd Gordon laugh. solely from He'd the, laugh attempt, at me. the junkyard from dog the bleeding, you know, and I'd be like, Look, didn't Daddy's bleeding.
1: Then <laughs> they used to take like nails and stuff or tacks and scrape their heads or something. I don't
0: know. Yeah, so so you know, we'd watch it on TV and then they, it came to my hometown of Lima. Uh, so we went and saw it and I saw Junkyard Dog. You know, taking punches that were a foot away from him and pretending like you got hit. And I was like, my dad was right. <laughs>
1: it's, that's right. A little like the Pro Bowl, actually. Yeah. I think the Pro Bowl is now that. Um, <clears throat> no, but I think it's more interesting that, uh, that, that the Patriots are in it. Um, sort of like it's more interesting Look, when the Yankees are in the World Series. I that, mean, that, I just. At the, of the end of the
0: day, thing. you want someone to either love you or hate you. That's right. You want them to have emotion. If you're trying to right. draw an audience and draw numbers in sure. this, you want you don't want them to be ambivalent about you. Love you or hate you. Exactly. You want to hey. elicit emotion. Whichever one doesn't matter.
1: That's right. And that's how I feel about the Bucks. Special good, special bad. Don't be seven and nine or eight and eight. I don't want that. I want I want carnage. Or celebrations. It doesn't really matter. So you I don't were not pulling for Jeff middle.
0: Fisher to be the next coach of the Bucks.
1: No, that's why I can't stand Jeff Fisher because he was always seven and nine or eight and eight. He's like the most mediocre of mediocre guys that kept a job for twenty years and had five good seasons. Um, so you know, enough of that. But so then there's Brady and okay, you're the GOAT. I mean you you know, you've got you've got the hardware anyway. Now people can still argue and I would no one will listen to me, but you know, Joe Montana has four rings. Okay, but he didn't lose a Super Bowl. He won all four of them that he played in. Now Brady has been to a bunch more, but he's got five going on six. Could be the first player in NFL history because um, right now he's tied with Charles Haley, who has five Super Bowl rings. So, you know, he's he's, but but now he's being now he's kind of like being a little arrogant about it. You know what I mean? Now it's like we're still here. So he was asked by Jeff Darlington. He did this sit down with ESPN at some point. Uh, before their sendoff and uh, you know Darlington asked him you know what are what are the chances that this may be your last NFL game and he put the big you know big okay sign in his hand and said zero zero chance he his plan and he has stated this before is to play until he's 45 years old
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so he's 41 so that's you know uh, and uh, he's not he's not guaranteeing he's going to play till he's 45 but he's saying that that That's the plan, and 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 he felt like he's doing things better, if that's possible, than he did a year ago, and thinks he can be better still, which is a great, which is what's great about Tom Brady is that he works so hard at his craft, and it matters to him uh, to improve, and he does. Um, Well, he's never lost
0: that chip on his shoulder. No, which is hard to do with that much success.
1: Right, it is, but he still carries around that card that says, you know, I was number two hundred and fifty-one ninety-nine. I don't know. One ninety-nine is that what it was? Yeah, 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 six quarterbacks ahead of him. You would know Michigan man. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, and so that's that's his chip, and 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 I I have found by the way that the greater the player, the bigger the chip they have. I mean they they use that. You would think you know Jerry Rice, right? I got to know Jerry a little bit, and Jerry Rice was to me the greatest receiver of all time, arguably the best football player of all time, and played twenty years at a really high level, and has all the receiving or most of the receiving records. So he's kind of like the gold standard, right? First battle of the Hall of Famer, all of that. But you know Jerry, with the running the hill and all that stuff, he was driven by he was driven by the fear of failure. You know he 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 just had this he, to the point where he didn't enjoy his career. He was obsessed with being on top, and he thought that every year there were new kids gunning for him, and he was always that guy at Mississippi Valley State that wasn't the first receiver taken in the draft. You know. Uh, they had to go across the country and all that stuff and he just he wore that chip and they all do the greater the player they find that 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 little flame that they can ignite and and Brady has never lost that never will um and but now it's kind of like okay you know play uh, you've been you have been he literally has been there before again and again and again and again eight times uh in you know in nine times in 17 years or 16 years whatever it is so I don't know. It's just, I don't When you see it, you're just kind of like, Ugh. well, part of and this is, mic- he's,
0: you know, his brand though, and the tb 12 brand, which I assume he wants to continue on long after it's all about aging well and still performing at an advanced age, which means he's got to keep doing this and he's got to keep drawing That's attention true. to himself and how well he's doing at age 41 to whatever it is right now. And listen, next year, I- however old he'll be.
1: If I thought I could drink that green stuff that he mashes up, whatever the hell it is, those shakes and that stuff, like, I know people that kind of take, do that TB12. I'm amazed they can do it. I don't, I don't have it in me. Like, I don't have, I don't have the stomach for that. I know it would be gross, and I don't want to do it. But I'm fascinated by, it. look, I've stood next to the man, and, and you know, maybe he's got some really good skin doctors in uh, in Brazil or wherever his wife is from, I don't know, but Um, but the guy, the dude doesn't look more than 30, I don't know, 35, 33, 35, something like that. I mean, he really is in great shape. Mm -hmm. He looks terrific, but you know, but you would too, right? If, if you had access to what he does. Um, but no, he, he is, you know, he's kept his body. In fact, you know, to me, he looks too skinny. Um, you know, but he's functioning at a high level and. Why not play, you know, and and this is not, you know, nobody said this was a really good Patriots team. They lost five games. It's the most games they've lost as a Super Bowl team, I think, uh, in some time. And so, you know, but here they are. And, and, you know, to think they're not favored in this game, I mean, I don't don't know what the betting lines are. Um, But in my mind, they're never going to be an underdog in this game, in my mind. And, you know, I know they've lost some before, but. Um, Well, I I know as
0: much as, you know, Sean McVay is is viewed as a, you know, up and coming coaching, you know, genius, whatever you want to say, but you still got to give the edge there to Belichick.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're giving the
0: quarterback edge to the Patriots.
1: Sure, I mean, I always do this. I mean, it does not—it's not fail-proof, but if you don't really know what who's going to win or whatever, I mean, I always go coach quarterback because to me, mm-hmm. it's a coach quarterback league. Then you can add the defense and you can add some intangibles and whatnot. Yep. But you know, I mean, their confidence picks are—you know, like last week, it was Andy Reid or Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Patrick Mahomes threw fifty touchdown passes. He's phenomenal. Rook, you know, MVP of the league more than likely. Andy Reid, terrific coach, been to a Super Bowl, been to championship games, right? But somehow, when you looked at the two of them, you go, "Of course, anybody with Brady and Belichick is going to finish second in that list, right?" So, but you had more confidence. Well, you obviously had more confidence uh, in those in those guys than you would, you know, two novices making their first Super Bowl appearance, especially Jared Goff. So, I think I think the Patriots have to be favored. I don't care. They're what They're favored the by two and a half
0: are. right now. When I looked it up.
1: Okay, well that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, that's that's where the money's going to go, and it may have swung when the when the line opened, but. Uh, we're naive. So it's Super Bowl Monday night. So so what this used to be, Steve, this was this was the media day, okay, that turned also into a bit of a sideshow. Speaking of Tom Brady, you can remember the famous media day. I think it was in Miami where they were playing. I'm not sure where the, uh, the girl from some station in South America or I don't know. I don't think it was Telemundo. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Um, but she wore a wedding dress uh to the media day which is always held used to be held on tuesday afternoon and it was the first big access with the entire with both teams it was generally done at the stadium and those who didn't have a podium were up in the stands with a riser of some kind and and you know you had access to to all coaches assistant coaches all players uh and and just you know thousands upon thousands of media came from all over the world and they'd ask the silly question they'd ask the mundane question um, the controversial. I mean, it was just it ran the gamut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was media day. Print was involved. Uh, TVs were involved. It was one afternoon, and then and then the rest of the week they retired to their to their hotels, and you, you get them every morning, um, you know, early and uh, for about an hour each team, uh, and it's much more relaxed and and um, you know sort of informal. But media day was a spectacle. It turned into that because of the sideshows, you know. Um, you know, the kids from, you know, The Tonight Show or, you know, whatever whatever was going on. So now uh, what they have done, they've taken that Tuesday afternoon and they said, wait, 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 we could sell tickets to this. We could put this in a basketball arena of some kind and we can monetize it, we can get sponsors for it.
0: And create content for our TV network.
1: And also we can have our TV partners broadcast it live in prime time." Yeah, primetime. So, you know, the, and it didn't matter where the Super Bowl was, by the way. It just didn't. You know, I mean, they started when, when the Super Bowl was in San Francisco, they started at, you know, 9 o'clock Eastern time, which is, you know, out there about 6 p.m. But, um, you know, so I think, you know, th- so they come out. Now, now what it's turned into is, so now you have not just the crazy people, right, that are there from all these different medias, not really interested in football per se, and uh, it's more entertainment and different stations like that. But you also now have fans who are able to tune in to each rise or each podium uh, and kind of pick the player they want to listen to. Uh, and they pack an arena. And so the noise and the confusion and, you know, less space because you're not on a football field, you're on the floor of an arena or in the case when when the when the Super Bowl was in Houston, we were at Minute Maid Ballpark, you know, on, on, on the surface. Um, so it varies based on what the venue is. But it's very, it's very loud. It's very confusing. You know, one team rushes off, the other one comes on. They bring them out like it's the NBA All Star Game. You know, uh, with the music and the smoke and you know, the whole deal when they introduce about six or seven, and the rest of the guys are just on the floor, kind of scattered, chilling, and you got to kind of find them. You know,
0: where will they host but, it here uh, when the Super Bowl is in Tampa? Will it be a Tropicana Field, or you think Amelie Arena?
1: I would think Amalie. Yeah, I would think Amalie because most. It's pretty. The Super Bowl here is the last few have been pretty centrally located, sort of in that convention center area, if you mm-hmm. will. Yep. Um, they'll make use of Ebor. They'll make use of, of of some venues, and they'll have you know events everywhere. But uh, I think, yeah, I think when it comes to to that, the teams will probably be staying in that area, Harbor Island, uh, you know that that end of Tampa, if you will, um, and uh, and close to the Amalie Arena, anyway. They may be downtown they could be at a high or whatever but they're gonna I would think that that Super Bowl yeah the Super Bowl Monday night I think would probably be at Amelie, Um, which is a perfect venue I mean, you get you can get 18 seventeen 18 thousand there I mean I don't know if they'll fill it but um, there's they have in the past and, and and people sit there and they'll listen to the interviews and feel like they're part of the Super Bowl but from a working standpoint a journal I mean TV is one thing but like if you're what I do uh, it's it's hard because you can't get with all the cameras on the floor and whatnot, like sometimes they have um intercoms at each podium, but uh you're better off, you know, getting near one of those and trying to hold a microphone up to it if you want to hear what anybody's saying and to get a question in uh is really is really different. But we're about to begin what is, you know, six days of, of just, you know, the oversaturated sort of um Super Bowl coverage that we're expected to. And it's and it's more and more each year. Um, but I, but I look forward to it. I, I, I always, I always say this. I think, I think when you get to that game and the Patriots have been there a lot of times, but when you get to that game, you really start to realize how big, uh, what well, how big a deal it is, you know, because it's really hard to get to, no matter what the, the Patriots have done, it's, it's stupid hard, um, to, to even get to that game. And when you do the amount of media and the amount of attention and, um, you know just the uh, the vibe that is in the Super Bowl city wherever it is i know atlanta will be on fire actually be freezing but it'll be on fire uh and so you know i think the players that's when you get a sense of wow this is this is really special i have made it to the mountaintop and and uh and you and, have to wonder like how the drug.
0: rams react to all that i mean you know that's one of the advantages the patriots have too is is many of their players yeah. have been through this you know the grind of this week and the the change of routines and you know, everything from, you know, the way the national anthem's done before the game to, you know, I've heard a lot of players talk about how the halftime takes forever and it, yes. you know, it completely changes everything you do. And, you know, because football players are, are creatures of habit. Creatures of habit. They like the routines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why some players don't play well when all of a sudden it's a primetime game, is they like yeah. that, you know, I want to be at one o'clock every Sunday. At uh, this time, I do yep. this. You know, they're just creatures of habit. You know, and including Sean McVeigh, haven't really been through that.
1: No, and he's not prepared a team for it, and and I'm sure he'll get lots of advice from people. Although, you know, I think uh, I'm just looking back. You know, my experience when the Bucks were uh, in San Diego against the Raiders. The Raiders had a lot of guys that were experienced that had played in bigger games, even than the Bucks had. The Bucks had been in a championship game in '99, and there were there was core guys that were, that were part of that when they when they almost beat the greatest show on turf. But but still, I think the Raiders probably had more Jerry Rice and some others. Uh, Tim Brown you know that played in big games and it didn't it didn't it turned out the better team just won you know Mm -hmm. so it can go that way um, and and there can be moments of you know wow the game's too big for me but I don't I don't tend to think that the other thing that happens in these games is usually there's big plays like huge plays whether it's on offense or defense and they happen early and they happen Mm -hmm. often and you know you can't get you can't get more than a score or two behind or you're done because the team you're playing is just gonna step on you there's gonna be areas so uh yeah it will be i mean i don't i don't know how the rams will react i i think i know what to expect from new england um although i have seen a super bowl where they got down 28 to three and then should have lost but you know we know about atlanta and, and their super bowls the last super bowl that was there steve in atlanta um and we'll get to nikita kucherov and why i'm mentioning this right now the last time that Atlanta hosted a Super Bowl there was an ice storm, not to be confused with the Dallas ice storm, but it was it was the in 2000 it was the 99 season, remember the Bucks almost beat the Rams in that championship game, you know, the whole, you know, they they were going to win 6-5 and then they give up a yep. touchdown to Ricky Pro with 4 minutes to go and then the Burt Emanuel catch that was not a catch and so on. Uh, so the Rams and you know advance um, with Dick Vermeil and they go to Atlanta and they're going to play the Titans and what was a pretty wild Super Bowl ended with the Titans with the ball on the one yard line game over and the Rams win but that week that um there there was an ice storm and Atlanta did not have I mean, do have the equipment to you know to take care of that and no. so I remember being at a um uh at at the media what was the media hotel a lot of people were staying there I can't remember the name of a hotel it was a big one though uh sort of near downtown Atlanta and uh, it was bizarre because no one could go anywhere so when no one can go out, everyone who's staying there you invariably ends up at the at the bar, right at the, at the end of the night, and uh, and one of the people that were there all week just turned out to be it was a it was a weird it was a real weird group of people, but like Tom Arnold, remember him from uh, absolutely, you know Roseanne's ex ex wife yep. or ex husband, I mm-hmm. was his ex wife, uh, and and uh, Wayne Gretzky were hanging out together. And well, that's a bizarre it was just, combination. It was a bizarre. Well, it was, and, and I mean, they, obviously they met in L.A. or they have some, you know, some connection. And I don't, I don't think Gretzky. I think Gretzky was done playing by then. I want to say in 2000. You would probably know that more than I would, but uh, maybe he wasn't. I'm not really sure. But you know, here is, you know, the Michael Jordan of hockey. I mean, here he is retired the penultimate... in 99,
0: so he would have been done at that point.
1: Okay, so so he was just done though. Yes. I mean, like a year. Yeah, you know, yeah, that season. He was like then... a year removed. Um, so, you know, here he is, still the great one, uh, biggest star in his sport by far, um, you know, what Muhammad Ali is to boxing. I'm telling you, the most gracious dude, because remember now, he's captive, you know? I mean, he he cannot get out of this place no more than any of us can. And, not, and like for a couple nights now, you know, after dinner, he's down there, he's with Tom Arnold, some other people that are probably Hollywood famous, and people just lining up, lining up to take pictures with him, lining up to get his autograph, whatever. Never saw the guy turn anybody down. It was phenomenal. He was a phenomenal superstar in that regard. Um, but it was really weird because we, we could not go anywhere. And that city shut down. I, I don't think they're going to have an ice storm. It's going to be very, very cold because we're expecting cold temperatures here, like on Wednesday. I think it's, I only think we're getting a 60 on Wednesday. Um, but, uh, but hopefully they'll have better luck than they did that year with respect to, to weather because it was, uh, it was bizarre. So, how does Wayne Gretzky figure in this conversation? Glad you asked. Nikita Kucherov, who's coming off the All-Star game. I don't know if you caught any of that. I still love the three-on-three format. Uh, it turns into a kind of a tournament thing. The Atlantic mm-hmm. Division did not win theirs. I mean, Vasilevsky played very, very good. A sick, sick goal by Stamkos. Between the legs. Between the legs. The legs. Around Are you kidding list. me? Oh, my God. That was so beautiful. And in slow motion, it's just you can't believe a guy can actually do that. Um, but he did. So he was phenomenal. And, of course, you know, Nikita Kucherov is a playmaker, and he was there. And I know Diana Nero said, that, you know, there was a press conference they have with these guys, and, and she wrote a story about this. Um, but, you know, Kucherov – and I had I didn't realize this, and, and, you know, it's my fault for not. But, I mean, the dude is on on pace to break Wayne Gretzky's record. I mean, he's going to score – one hundred and thirty points. Well, he's not breaking Wayne Gretzky's
0: record. Wayne Gretzky had two hundred points in a season before. Oh,
1: well, he did. Well, so, what's the one hundred and thirty thing, or the most last the last since Gretzky? Last Gretzky,
0: since ages, Gretzky I think in ninety four. Okay.
1: okay, so ninety yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, so ninety four didn't break his record, but the last since Gretzky had over one hundred and thirty, if he does it. Yeah, Gretzky um, had
0: 215 one year in, in nineteen eighty five eighty six. Yeah, well, that's, no yeah. Well, and that's no a different era. That. I mean, it was a different era. Different, yeah. the game was different back then.
1: Sure, sure, sure. But I mean yeah, that's I mean, that's how hot this guy. Gretzky had 100, and
0: 130 points.
1: Yeah, so so I mean that's geez, that's a while ago and and that's kind of the pace he's on. And then he had he had he was asked about sort of what did you learn or what do you take from, you know, last year's Stanley Cup run? Make sure we score goals in the game 6 and 7, <laughs> <You know? laughs> And uh play well defensively and uh you know, help fly get back there and you know, obviously just need to score goals. Good answer.
0: And as you've said,
1: he is taking it upon himself to make sure they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's – so 130 different goals he's been, you know, part of – well, on pace for this year. So On pace, He's got over 75 points now. So, you know, already this season, that's how many goals he's, you know, either been the goal scorer or the first or second assisting on.
1: Yeah. So, playmaker extraordinaire. And uh, a lot of good things people had to say about the Lightning, rightfully so, at the All-Star Game, other players. You can go to Tampa Bay.com and read – Diana Neros' uh, stories from out there. She did a really good job of, of sort of, you know, first focusing on Stamkos. Wrote a lot about what we talked to her about the other day, Steve, about you know how you know people assume that maybe Stamkos is better because of his leg, uh, you're further year you know removed from surgery all that stuff. And uh, I mean, basically, there's, I mean, there's no explanation other than he's a hell of a player and he's doing on both ends. You know, he's hot right now, but um, whether it's assisting or scoring. He's he's got the complete. Well, and mojo I think going the biggest right thing
0: that he's improved on this year too is the faceoffs. Sure, you know absolutely. he's over fifty four percent in the faceoff dot when he's been below fifty for a lot of his career, mm-hmm. and and he's out there on a lot of penalty killing faceoffs and a lot of times if they win the faceoff get the puck down the ice he comes off the then ice they get him off yeah but he's out there to take those big faceoffs now I mean he's really improved that with Jeff Halperin and, and the work he's put in on it and, as you a know, team Cedric Puckhead's gotten better at, at faceoffs though I mean the whole team really has.
1: They have, yeah. um,
0: and and that's I think it's part of the key to their success this year too. That you know, the more sure. you can control, they're a puck control team, and if you win the faceoff, you got a better shot of controlling the puck quicker.
1: That's right. A lot more zone time, and and uh, and they've done a good job with that. So, yeah, they unfortunately they couldn't make it into the final, the million dollar final of that uh, that hockey all star game. But it was fun watching them. Vasilevsky was great. I guess he had a skills competition where he was just on fire again. Yeah, like eight or nine uh, uh,
0: saves in a row, and then Lundqvist yeah. beat him. Stamkos, yeah. Stamkos, had a shot to stop the streak and couldn't. But
1: yeah, no, it was it was fun. I mean, it was a good it was a good weekend. San Jose, I thought, turned out pretty well. Um, and you know, so all that All Star game is over. Thank thank goodness, the NFL All Star game is over. <laughs> well, that just I mean, means we're
0: to Super Bowl week, which is the best part of it.
1: And that yeah, and that's gonna take that's gonna take you know everybody's headlines, I mean, and we know we know the storylines of that Super Bowl, I mean we just told you a, a couple of them, but I mean, you know, first and foremost like this is where it all started for for Bill Belichick and Tom Brady against the then St. Louis Rams, mm-hmm. um, you know what was like 18 years ago, I want to say, and you know Brady, w- at that point, there was some debate whether, you know, him or Drew Bledsoe who was going to play, et cetera. Um, it's a back-and-forth game. You know, they get the ball late. John Madden's saying they should t- t- take a knee. He takes it down there. Adam Vinatieri kicks the field goal, and, you know, that begins the dynasty. So you'll hear talk about that. Um, you know, there's, you know, obviously the Sean McVay, uh, Belichick comparisons and the contrast between them and the quarterbacks. You've got the young and the new, right? You've got uh, McVay and Goff, who are the new kids on the block, literally, and then you've got Belichick and Brady. Um, and and just the you know the various you know differences there, um, but and then superstar players. I mean you know Gronk is Gronk still Gronk. I mean how many this could be this could truly be his last football game, um, just because of the amount of injuries he's had and everything like that. Uh, and then you know and then you look at guys like Aaron Donald and what a great stage this will be for him because he's just one of the best, if not the best defensive player in football right now um he's got like 22 sacks or something like that Yeah, he's incredible tackle. I
0: mean I, uh, Khalil Mack started off the season on fire but Aaron Donald's the best defensive player
1: yeah he finished it and you know so I mean there's there's just there's storylines all through it and I'm sure we're you know as as the media crush begins we're going to be uh, inundated with it and, and you'll be reading some of that in the Tampa Bay Times and, and other stories about these two teams and, and this matchup but uh but yeah, I'm I'm uh you know, I'm hype. I mean Super Bowl week is, is always to me is always fun. It's always special and I'm hoping that they have a good game. These last these it, last few you can't complain about how good these no, games have been.
0: It's also a bittersweet week because you're gonna have your last football game for six months. That's true
1: too. That's true too. But baseball's right around the corner. Well, no, no, I you know, no, there's I love there's baseball.
0: plenty of other, you know, I mean is getting ready to start, baseball, hockey's getting ready no, but to it's get it's to the sad. fun part no, of the it's, season. It's,
1: I granted, it's sad. It is, and I think I I don't like it when the college football season ends. either. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You know, but you know, we got to get to the spring. We got to get to. Well, then you uh, get the NFL you know,
0: draft. You got NFL free agency.
1: Oh, look, the NFL doesn't go to sleep. I mean, they just no. they just you know they, two weeks after the Super Bowl, we'll be at the combine in Indianapolis. The NFL and, and the NBA
0: do it the best.
1: Absolutely, Where they're
0: they're in the headlines fifty weeks out of the year. They may take two weeks off.
1: They do. That, that The only two. The one week before or after July 4th yeah. and July 4th week, you and know, that's ho- it.
0: Hockey pretty much shuts down from July 4th to Labor Day. Mm-hmm. You don't hear anything about hockey in that time. Right. Um, baseball takes, you know, now especially nobody's signing in November, December. I mean, you know, once the World Series ends, you got some awards in November, but then you go quiet till really February. That's right. With the way the, the free agency has gone in the last couple seasons. But the NFL yeah. and the NBA – keep themselves in the headlines 50 out of 52 weeks a year.
1: Now, don't I know it. I'm part of all of it and uh, and will be. You know, we go into Indianapolis here at the end of the February and uh, doing the combine up there, and then, you know, all the coaches are there as well, and that's that's right before the draft. And you, then you sort of – or right before free agency, I'm sorry. And then you roll into free agency like March 11th through 13. Mm-hmm. I think it's the three days you can sign players. Uh, or make reach agreements with players, and then um, so you know we'll know more about Donovan Smith, Quan Alexander, all these guys, and who else out there. Whether it's Tyrone Matthew or somebody that the Bucks may be interested, uh, and then you got the owners' meetings in Phoenix this year at the end of March. The schedule will come out. We'll know exactly when the Bucks are playing Carolina in London and what stadium they're playing at, whether it's Wembley or Tottenham. Um, you know, and after that, you have the NFL draft, and you know we know how big the draft has become. And then we'll get right into Bruce Arian's new regime and mini-camps. He gets an extra mini-camp with a new coaching staff. Uh, that'll happen first with the rookies and then with the regular squad. And then OTAs occur. Then he finish that with a mini-camp. And then they break, like you said, uh, the team breaks for a number of weeks. But uh, for the most part, the coaches are still around until July 4th. And when we come back from that July 4th holiday, it's all hands on deck. I mean, you're going to training camp before the month is over. Um, you know, you got guys signing and whatnot. So... Yeah, busy offseason for the NFL, so don't think it's over, over. Um, but at least they'll crown a champion on Sunday sometime around 10 o'clock, and that'll be, uh, that'll be special. So we'll have all of that uh, this week. Oh, speaking of the Rays, by the way, as you were just a minute ago, what do you make of this uh, whole ca- no cash? And I'm not talking about Kevin Cash. The only cash is going to be the only cash
0: that's a is going
1: to be Kevin. That's correct. That's the only one allowed, apparently. What's the deal with that? I, well, What's up with that? As they say, I,
0: you know, personally to me, doesn't affect me because I always use the credit card anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, a lot of people are using their phones now for it. You don't even need to take your credit card or wallet to a game. You, you know, with Apple Pay or Android Pay and all that.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I, just I don't know how that works. So look, the, the
0: Rays thing. are a very numbers based organization. You know, whether whether it's on the field or everything else about the organization, they must have the mm-hmm. numbers to to back them up that that cash is such a small part of what's being bought at the drop to make this move. That's, that's my assumption. I mean, I've not talked to anybody about it, you know, personally for me, it's not a big deal. I'm sure there are some people that maybe don't like it. Um, but are those people who don't like it actually going to games? I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know either. And I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you. I'm sure they do have analytics that show, you know, this percentage already uses debit cards or credit cards or what have you. I just think they're in a, an, an an unwinnable situation John Romano wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times it's like okay so you know we know you're into analytics and, and you've changed baseball with the shifts and the openers and all this and now you're probably using that same sort of in the spirit of innovation you're using that to say we're going to be a cashless, cashless enterprise cashless stadium mm-hmm. whatever the problem is that you know you're supposed to be or at least I don't know on the surface should be trying to compete for every fan because Lord knows no one's going to the trap. Now, maybe you don't care if, if you knock out the percentage of people that just don't have debit cards or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's just a certain amount of arrogance to well, saying, we know what's best for us, and you're going to do it or you're not coming to the is game. But it,
0: is it arrogance, or is it is there other factors behind it? For instance, and, and we didn't talk a lot about, but the, the Rays closing the 300 level of Tropicana Field.
1: Yeah, no, I don't and, like that either.
0: I, I know you don't. And, and whether it was good or bad, but you know, part of it is is the area up there hasn't really been maintained or renovated very well. Not a lot of fans are sitting up there. You have to staff it and spend money to do that. That you know, the race closing that isn't so much about, you know, we want we want to tell you where to sit or and some of it's about the television and getting more people lower than that, but part of it is just a financial aspect too. Having all that cash at hand, is there thefts that have gone on and things like that? you know, that now if it's cashless, that goes away. You know, and I I don't, this is just me, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that any of that stuff's going on, but when you have all that cash on hand, when you're not getting the cash instantly in your bank accounts and and all that stuff, I I mean, I don't know exactly how it all works, and I don't know, you know, the metrics they've used to see this and stuff, but, you know, I have to assume they don't feel this is going to affect their business substantially.
1: Well, I think when you have a business that that doesn't have many fans anyway, you know what the hell. We're gonna, we're gonna knock out another thousand or so. Who cares? But I just I think it's the you know again optics matter in professional sports. You know they just kind of do. And this is to me this is sort of optically kind of a weird thing to say. No, 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 no. If you got cash, we no, no. You got to get. You better have a debit. Because I'm telling you. There's probably a lot more people than you realize don't have that 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 not don't have a debit card at disposal. Some people I know will only pay cash. I know people Mm -hmm. that don't don't use credit cards. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not and that's an even smaller percentage, but nonetheless, to tell somebody they can't come in a stadium when you're literally should be begging for every you know, you want to create this home field advantage, that's why you blocked off the tarps, allegedly. That's part of the the, part of the reason. I think that, that that's a financial decision, mostly. I love sitting up in the 300 level behind home plate because I don't like to mm-hmm. sit down the lines. And I know that no seat, I don't believe, um, below the 300 level after they tarp it off is going to be as cheap as where yes, I got yes, up there. Yes, it will be.
0: Yes, it will be. I, I talked to some folks at the Rays that there will be, but not seats. as
1: many of them, right?
0: I, I, I don't know numbers. Be. Well, I mean, look, is there going to, you know, every seat in the upper deck is how many? What ten thousand? Maybe I don't know. You know, they're going to have that many them. seats that low, that price. No, but nobody's buying. I mean, they're not selling out every game at that price. So no. I don't know the numbers, but I do know they will have price. They will have seats in the lower bowl that were at that the same prices are comparable to what was available up there. I, the numbers, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't and get specifics just, from them. I just,
1: I don't like it. I don't like it. Sorry, race. I'm really, I apologize. I love sitting at the 300 level. Um, That's, that's the best bargain. And I've sat everywhere, but. Um, I like being behind home plate and i don't I don't think it's that far. I think you're on top of it still you can see you know you can see the whole diamond, you can see the pitches and the whole deal and i know i mean there's families that, that go up there i mean they go everywhere, but i mean mm-hmm. I don't know i and and it's really and that's optics too you know they when the t v cameras are on, they'd like to see as many people behind home plate and over sure. the dugouts as they can see you know and and maybe if you pack them all together like that. Maybe they get loud and and the players actually feel like they're in a major league stadium as opposed to a mausoleum that what it feels like most of the time when there's only like nine or eight or 10,000 people there. Um, So I, so all of that makes sense to me. It's just, I don't know another team that would dictate this. I I mean, I don't know another team now. Maybe this will be a Oh It's coming. It's coming. Look, if the Rays are doing it, if the
0: Rays are doing it, I mean, all these teams talk and work with each other. It's not like the Rays did this without even talking to other baseball teams or let alone other sports teams.
1: But they had to be first.
0: Well, they're the first ones for whatever reason, for whatever metrics <laughs> because, they've determined. I mean,
1: because they they want to be first. That's why.
0: Well, sure. Okay. Great. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just something about it, man. It just run me the wrong I, way. You know, I'm like sorry. I said,
0: I can see where it affects some people, and and I don't have a strong opinion either way on it. I mean, for me personally, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Uh, from you personal a personal, well, I mean, and I got
1: one. I got one too. Look, I never use cash when I go in that building. I mean, I, no, I say never. I, I tend to not use cash because I, I don't as a person. I don't, I don't have a lot of. Cash. I don't bring a lot of cash.
0: I don't I use cash buy, for almost anything. I mean, I use a right, credit card I, for I find, everything, and I, 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 pay it off that first month, and I, I take points. I mean, I'd rather well, have a credit card. Yeah,
1: points. I, I don't do the points thing. I'm like, I, I'll use you know debit card as cash, and and that mm-hmm. it comes right on my account, and there's right. no, no harm, no foul. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me personally. I'm sure, right. though, there are people that might. And I'm sure that's the question is bomb. how many
0: of those actually go to raise games, and and they would have. I don't have those numbers. Well, they I
1: know. No we don't know. Yeah. we don't know. But I assume it's. I, th- I assume it's enough. I assume it's a subst You know, there's there's a lot of people. I think still don't walk around with anything but what they have. You know what I mean in their wallets, and that's, you know, whether they have enough in their account to cover the you know, to cover the, the price of uh, of a hot dog and, and a beer or something? I don't know. We'll find out. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it's just it, – it was interesting they did it. I, I'm going to be interested to see how fans react to it and just whether or not it's something that we'll absolutely see. I know we're going to see it in our lifetime, but I, I, you know, everywhere, but if this is something that will then catch on, it'll be like an industry norm. I'm curious, and
0: I'm sure they figured this out, but so, you know, when, when you're sitting at your seat and the beer guy comes down and you say you want two beers –
1: yeah, they're passing and down. So I read about you're this. They're passing
0: that, the card, but how do you do a tip on there, or can you, or and and I'm, well, you're I, not, I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming they, they have that. Well, you're not out,
1: passing. But. You're not actually passing the card. They're gonna pass to you what amounts to. I don't know if you've been in a subway. Or you've been okay, or you know where basically you swipe your card. Okay, you know, so they're gonna you pass you like of, a,
0: one of those units. You do, you do the swiping, and correct. you can probably yeah, sign like, and put a tip right on there. Then
1: yes, they don't want okay. you to physically leave that card out because right. that would be weird like you no know, no hey, absolutely that's, that's a good thought and then 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 some guy bolts from you know section yep. three seat four road you know uh and and he's got your card <laughs> so no that then, yeah no, then that makes the sense. Vendors I, mean, I are assume gonna, they the, had
0: that figured out but
1: yeah the vendors are gonna have to pass down the little you know register the little register thing yep. or whatever that you know everybody seems to have paypal or whatever it is that's just one of the things that happened while we were away you know after friday's show so before we get out of here, uh, let's send some uh, healing vibes, whatever whatever he might need, to Venny La Did you see this uh, weird thing that Crazy happened before story. Gasparilla? Crazy. Yeah, I mean he was on a bus, and uh, there were a couple buses following each other or something. And yeah, an apparently the first sued. bus
0: went to get off the Selman, and the other two buses didn't see the first bus slow down, or the second one didn't hit the second, the first one, and then the third one didn't see the second ones hit the first bus, so he ran into him and. Um, three, three people Th- taken to the hospital, including video Cavier, for minor injuries, I guess.
1: Thank goodness. That's uh that's a scary proposition.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and it, you know, that's the reason you take a charter bus and, and uh, you know, accidents happen, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, you hope, I mean, I'm assuming the drivers weren't drunk, but you hope it's not, you know, that's why you take <laughs> charter <laughs> buses in that. It's so that you're not driving, you're not causing issues or problems and, but it happens. Yeah. Luckily, nobody was hurt, seriously.
1: I've taken enough of them. I always thought it was weird, like, but these buses, some of them don't have seatbelts. Like we, we put or put seatbelts in cars, but not in buses. Like you ever, you know, it's it's an old bit, right? Where a guy, um, you know, it's like when you're driving, you get in. First thing you do, you put the seatbelt on. You know, you get everybody's got their seatbelt. Then you back the car up, then you go. But like for whatever reason, like you'll be on the road. Like some people do this, I don't anymore. But I caught myself doing it. You'll be on the road and, and you're getting a cab, right? or you get in an uber and you get in there and you're like ah, i don't even think about it i don't need what i got a professional driver what like that guy can't get in an accident <laughs> what is it about the false sense of security we have well and, and, about... and
0: half the time an accident isn't, isn't the fault of the vehicle you're in
1: i know so it's like but you, you know what i mean like i've i used to do this for years like i get in a cab I'm like yeah i'm good i don't know where yeah. the seatbelt is i'm the hell with it you know it's like wait a minute you're in a moving car you get struck like you could not anything like what are we What are we thinking that this guy is, like, such a great driver that he's going to avoid all the accidents or not get in one himself? I mean, and then, you know, if you're in a big city like New York, I guarantee you you'll put a seatbelt on whether you intended to or not once that guy starts going. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird. But that's the same thing with buses. Like, it's like, I don't I don't know if they have seatbelts or whether anybody's wearing them, but you can certainly get hurt in them. So, anyway, healing vibes to Vanny LeCavier. Um Hopefully not. Those injuries aren't too serious. So we got tonight. We got Super Bowl Monday night. Of course, the spectacle that used to be Media Day uh, with Tom Brady and uh, Julian Edelman there and uh, the Childs and the Patriots and Belichick, Uh, and then of course the Rams will come out at some point as well. Uh, So we'll be following the Super Bowl this week, and then we got uh, Wednesday night the Bolts back in action. They'll be at Pittsburgh. So we'll see how they are able to. come back off of their little all-star break and 10 days off that's gonna be weird
0: for hockey players after 10 days
1: yeah it'll be a little but they all had to do it except for the guys that are out west playing in the all-star game so uh as they say it's an even even ice for everybody there nobody really gets an advantage but yeah uh so they they'll start back see if they can have as good of uh you know post all-star break as they did you know or period as they did before the all-star game i mean they're still Still leading everybody. So, uh, big week with the Super Bowl. Lots to talk about that. I might have a chance to talk with Bruce Arians later this week. We'll tell you more about that as the week goes on. So, um, lots lots to uh, to kind of follow. And hope you can stay right here with uh, us at Sports Day Tampa Bay. And remember, uh, if you have a business, maybe you'd like to advertise with us. We've had a lot of response from people uh, when I mention it. And uh, we do have some some openings uh, if uh, if you're interested. Uh, we can always fit you in. So, uh, give us a, a chance to do that. You can reach us at sportsday TV. You can reach me at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud, at tampabay.com. So it was a busy weekend, of course, with all the all-star games, the Pro Bowl and such. Mike Evans with the interception. Congratulations to him. Um, and uh, so now it's on to back to regular season action. And, of course, the biggest spectacle coming up on Sunday, Super Bowl 53, Rams and Patriots. So for Steve Bersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great Monday, everybody.